Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Bibs Corner Podcast. This is episode 40 and uh, I'm actually doing something a little special. Uh, This actually might be 40.1 and 40.2. I'm going to drop here actually back to back. And here in 40.1, I had the opportunity to speak with a good friend of mine and uh, Mike Kirkland, who is a Miami Heat fan. And, um, you know, I had planned to talk to him last week, actually, about the conference finals. But um, it just so worked out that the Heat went ahead and closed that out pretty quickly and we ended up having a delay. And so now it ends up being a, a final special. And I wanted to get Mike on because he is a diehard Miami Heat fan since day one, no doubt about it. Not, not one of those band, bandwagon types. And um, <clears throat> I think that Mavs fans will like a lot of what he has to say about 2006, 2011, and the Mavs in general. Um, I, I think the conversation came out pretty great. There were some technical issues in the early part of the, the conversation. We ended up. It actually ends up being broken into three parts. Hopefully you won't be able to tell uh, much, (laughs) but in the early, in the first, I want to say 10 or so minutes, you may notice it sounds like I'm talking over him. Uh, We were on a little bit of a delay somehow because of how we were recording at the the start uh, to where my audio would come in like a second or two ahead of his. So for example, he'll ask me a question or I'll answer the question and then you'll hear him ask it like a second later. Or I'll be answering the question as he's asking it for. But fortunately, fortunately, there's not a lot of that double talk. Uh, You'll hear a little bit right in the beginning. And then there will be a long period where I'm just letting him talk. uh, Or you won't even be able to tell that I'm responding early. Like it just sounds like I'm responding on time almost. And then near the end of the first 10 or so minutes, there's going to be a part where I think it got even worse. I think it like switched to like three seconds or something like that. And at that point, there's like one part where he he's talking. We're talking about the the Mavs 2006 roster, and he's asking me who the point guard is. And like at one point, <laughs> I say, "You'll hear me say, uh, no, Jason Kidd wasn't on the team." And he'll be like, "Was Jason Kidd there?" Like a second later. So just bear with us through that. Uh, after that. Uh, we did switch the, the 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 medium we were recording through and all that goes away for the majority of the conversation. And again, it was a great conversation. I enjoyed talking with Mike, as always, catching up. And um, again, I think that there's a lot to be gained if you are a one of those people that hates the heat right now. Hopefully I can I can sway you to at least hate them a little bit less. Uh, so with that said, no further ado. Uh, please enjoy this conversation with Mike. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Bibbs Corner Podcast. I'm your host, as always, uh, Mike Bibbins at Bibbs Corner for all the sports stuff. And uh, today I have a, a special guest homie at truthfully is it truthfully underscore mike <laughs> yeah yeah come on mike hey listen i've had that, I've had that same name man look you when you're thinking about it it's like hold up is that is that really what it is or is that how i'm saying it in my head 
<laughs> I think that initially when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I forgot about the underscore. So, so, but yeah, at truthfully yeah, yeah, underscore yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Kirkland, um, and Mike and I go way back to like what 2008 ish. I think we were, how we came yeah. together is an interesting yeah. story. <laughs> you want to tell? Yeah, no, nah, man, I'll tell it, man. Listen, I, I, I stayed with with uh, with a classmate of yours in college, man, and uh, he introduced me to you, and and I believe the introduction was just exactly. sports and fantasy leagues, bro. <laughs> and yeah, and and you know, to be honest with That's you, crazy. we still got the fantasy league going now. And yeah, I'm three and zero too. So. so let's keep it rolling. And your boy's three and zero. Exactly. I know you are, bro. Three and zero right now. <laughs> Yeah, hey, the other Mike we all... too. So, um, yeah, no. <laughs> That's the rivalry that. going away. Uh, the, may the best Mike win. Uh, the rest of the way. Yeah, man. Yeah, but nah, homie. We, hey, we go way back, bro. You know, we we go back to the music days when me and you was 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 trying that out. We we go back. I mean, we've done everything together, man. Just about, bro. If, if you know, the only thing we haven't done <laughs> on, is make on the way, dollars one, yet, one bro. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, but uh, but it's crazy because we've known each other and we've been like in pretty much consistent contact since like 2008. But I don't think we like actually met in person until like 2015 or something like that. But Which even is wild, then, it was yeah. like, Which it was easy, wild. like, because we knew each Very other wild. so well, it was just automatic, no awkwardness, none of that. Which is wild, I mean, to think about in today's <laughs> world, bro, right? I mean, because, you know, if this thing keeps going right. on the way it is, people right. ain't going to be meeting either at work and stuff. And we handled a lot of business uh, one-on-one away from each other. And then we came together for a right, business we were talking meeting, about the if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and... uh yeah, bro. I mean, and it was it was fluid, bro. Like it was it was just it was like uh, yeah, that, we, we didn't. You can speak. find that, especially these days so, and times, you, you keep those people around. So, so definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. One of the main things that we, you know, sports is kind of what brought us together. And uh, not long after we connected, our teams were facing each other in the finals. Uh, we're gonna get into that a little <laughs> bit later, but first yeah. of all. Uh, I I kind of buried the lead here. Uh, Mike is a diehard Miami Heat fan, uh, and so I know most of my listeners are Mavs fans, and that's that's the enemy in a lot of people's eyes. <laughs> but uh, I yeah. want you to tell 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 the people about first of all h- how you became a Heat fan, your history, um, and like your earliest memories. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, Mike. So my earliest memories, man, you know, I, I spent a majority of uh, the first 12 years of my life in South Miami, man. I grew up in Miami, you know, <laughs> not Miami Beach like everybody thinks about. It. I grew up in South Miami, you know, right off Douglas Road. And then my mom lived off, she lived off Bird Road, man. So I, the University of Miami was like in between my mom and my dad's house. So first off, everybody needs to know hurricanes all day number one baby you know what i'm saying that's that's my that's my heart but i played a lot of basketball growing up and um you know that was my first love you know that mike and uh you know down there man you know when i when i was growing up the heat at the time when i got into basketball were were battling man they were battling the knicks they were battling i mean they (laughs) they tried to battle the bulls but you know how that the pacers you know what i'm saying 
uh, I mean, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple times, man. And, uh, you know, I just fell in love with them, man. I, I fell in love with them. You know, it, it was it was the market games, man. It was, it was what was on TV. It was my team. It was, it was you know, the, the, the shirts I had. You know, even when I played at the Y, when I played basketball at summer camp and stuff like that, you know, our team was called right. the Miami Heat, man. So, you know, uh, that's that's my pride and joy, man. I remember Tim Hardaway. I remember Dan Marley, Alonzo. I met Zoe. The only Heat I've ever met is Zoe, man. We, I met him that's at awesome. a camp uh, when I was about eight years old. Um, but, yeah, man, I remember P.J. Brown. <laughs> you know, Pat Riley, you know, is, is a god to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's been Heat since day one, bro. I've, I've never I've, I've never not had a day where – I didn't love my Miami Heat when it came down to the to no, the NBA, definitely, bro. and you know that. Uh, I have a big thing about not talking sports with people that I feel like are bandwagon fans, or like like if you're if you're right. not me too going to live and die with your team, I, I'm not gonna sit here and have a debate with you about your team. So, so definitely from day right. one, I never doubted your your family. Um and that's awesome. Like going back, thinking about the, the Tim Hardaway because that's the Heat I remember as a kid. That, you know, that was when I started getting into oh, basketball yeah. when I was an Iverson fan and all that. So uh, Hardaway was one of the nicest. Like, he was one of the ones my dad would try to get me to emulate on the court, stuff like that. Um, but that's that's definitely, you know, again, a lot of great memories, it sounds like. But what would you say is your greatest? <clears throat> the greatest heat memory I got, man, it has to be the first championship. Uh, it, I mean, you know, uh, I, I watched the Marlins win two World Series before that in 97 and 03. I've seen my Hurricanes win one right. battle for two. Uh, uh, let's not talk <laughs> about the Dolphins. Um, and when the Heat did it, man, way right. being so young, uh, you know, just a few years into the league. And he was already going off when right. the Pistons were hot. You know, um, but when Wade was going off, bro, just just that team that we had, man. And then we added Shaq. And I remember when we added Shaq, too, because I was down there visiting mom and I was down there and, and on Channel 7, bro, the news, <laughs> the news broke that Shaq was coming and like Miami just erupted, bro. And I was like, Shaq, Shaq's old, bro. Like everybody's, you know, everybody's saying he's washed and all that. But, hey, he made a big difference. You know, we oh, needed definitely. him for that championship. I'm not saying that we didn't. But that was that that was weighed all day, bro. And uh, by far the best the the best memory I have as a Heat fan is the first championship. And I don't think any other championship is ever going to take that away, <laughs> unless we win this. Okay, year. okay. I like I like that a, a little bit of a tease for later. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> when you think about those finals, because you know that's that's kind of a trigger for Mavs fans, two thousand six. Um, right, right. What are your memories about how that series went, and you know the ups and the downs, and and your just—I I mean, it was a long time ago, it was fourteen years. I still remember my uh, how it went for me, but I want to hear how it went for you, like emotionally. Yeah, so <clears throat> you know, I was young, man. I was I was in and out of the house watching that game. I was either at my at my boy's house or my house watching that game, and you know, back then, I mean. 
you know, we was in school, man. So, like, right. you know, <laughs> it, it ain't like watching games nowadays, man. You're, this is the only thing you were really focused on. My heat playing cool. I can sit back and chill. I don't have any other responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I was I was fully tuned in, man. Uh, I remember it being the battle. I, I, I know the Mavs could have easily won that. You were up 2-0? Um, yep. The Mavs could have easily won that series. You know, a lot of a lot of the teams this year, you know, were up three one yeah. and lost that lead. You know, the Mavs the Mavs did that that year at a at a two o uh at a two o pool. I honestly, I, Mavs went up. I thought for sure they were going five, and. Uh, you know, that series, you know, the refs helped both sides. I remember <laughs> a, I remember a lot of free throws, bro. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It was a pretty that. slow. Um, I remember a lot of a lot free of throws, and I remember a lot of, a lot of like, just, yeah. Um, It was a lot of grinding, bro. It was a lot of close games, Um, and it just went our way, man. I, I, I just remember, like. D Wade's presence finally being felt in the NBA after that year. After that year, like D Wade was like the like the shooting guard of the East, bro. Like and and like he really made a name for himself, man. You know, I <laughs> I, I can't honestly, Mike, I can't honestly break down that series like 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 probably like you could, man. Um I just know I was like so focused on just getting back over that hump of being down 2-0 and then when we finally did bro like and we closed it out it, it was just and that's that's gotta be just, a tough uh, way to feel a miraculous like, finish because i thought the math i guess after you guys way. went down too it's like hard to believe almost that because because it felt like we were in full control in my opinion yeah because i mean i i, I Oh yeah, no, no, no. The Mavs were in full. Right. Dirk was in full control of that series, bro. We could not stop him. Um, we couldn't stop. Him. Oh, was it? Uh, um, it was. Uh, dang, what's his name? Devin, was, was it Devin Harris? That year? I think it was Devin Harris. No, no, it wasn't Kid. It was. It was Devin Harris because we got rid of Steve was, Nash. I know, I know Kid was. And we kid wanted Devin Harris then, as right? a quicker guard to deal kid, with kid, Tony Parker. Kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Terry was there too. But Jason Terry was there, though, right? Yeah, see, Terry went on a tear that series, too, if I'm not mistaken. And then he went on another tear later on, too. <laughs> so uh, it, it was it was very hard, very, very hard to stop that team. And, and when we did, you know, we got over that hump. I don't think any of the future Heat championships – no, would have been possible. I do think that that without kinda, getting over that, like you said, cemented Dwayne yeah, Wade's presence in the bro. league because we've seen it where guys are like the next hyped player, but if they never get over that hump, they that'll fade quickly. Somebody will come and surpass you quickly, and Wade never had to really deal with that. Um, and he was a guy kind of reminded me of Donovan right. Mitchell in the early years. Where like even those first couple of years they were in the like four or five seed if I'm if I'm not mistaken yeah and those were those were battles in the playoffs I want to I don't remember how it went I, I don't know if y'all won the first year right. or lost the first right. year and won the second year in the first round or what but I feel like y'all played the same team I think it was the Wizards I should have done some research I'm doing this off memory 
But I remember it was the same team y'all played in that four or five game. I remember Wade standing on the scores table after the win. Like I was a I was a Wade fan because I liked him at Marquette. Yeah. So hey, you know I flow off memory too. I didn't want to be I want to be I'd rather be off in it. <laughs> People that aren't Wade fans, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Wade Wade is like the epitome of Did I lose you? You know, Wade 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 is that man, bro. And you know, 06 did it for him, but he he was already right. that man though before that. But he wasn't proven. And that's why I said he needed Shaq for that for that first year. <clears throat> so yeah, I I do agree. I think that Shaq came in kind of like in a mentor type role that that first year, where he could he could still not quite dominate a game, but could still control a game to a certain extent. But mostly it was it was definitely mostly Wade and and Shaq was fine with taking that back seat uh, to him and letting him do his thing. Um, so I do remember yeah. that. And what I'll tell you is this is, this is how that finals went for me. So that year, uh, we had had a bad storm in this area. I think there was, they didn't confirm it, but there was like a potential tornado that had, had hit. And, um, during that time, a tree actually fell on, on our house. And I think about that often because a branch came in through the, the roof and and back uh in Swans, yeah, well, this is why I was living in Gaston, yeah. And it, it was crazy wow. because like it was sunny, and like the ice cream truck was out, and we were about to go out to the ice cream truck. And when we opened the door, the wind was blowing so hard that like we could barely open the door, and like wind was hitting or the sand was hitting you in the face, like it was it was cutting up your face, like the wind was blowing that hard. So, like I remember going back in the house. And being in my sister's room, and then we came out of her room, and we just heard like a loud boom. And we tried to go back in her room, and we couldn't open the door because the branch had come in through the roof, like directly behind her door, and like all the way down. Like it could have easily, like if one of us had been there, like one of us wouldn't be here today. Type of thing. That's wild, man. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you definitely got a marker for 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 that. Yeah. So, (laughs) so that was like right before it started. Uh, anyway, we had to be out of the house, which meant we had to stay with my mom's friend who did not have cable um, and did not care about the game. So I was actually listening to the, the playoffs in in my car on the radio for a lot of the series. And then uh, I actually uh, ended up going to home to Delaware to visit family. And my uncle was a big Lakers fan, Shaq slash Shaq fan. And um, so he was pulling for the Heat and I was pulling for the Mavs. And that's where I finished the series out at. And um, of course, on the first part of the series, I was feeling great. Like, I can't believe it. Dirk's going to do it. This, this is perfect. Uh, but then when it, we went to Miami, I think first two games were in Dallas. Then we went to Miami. And after we lost that, that game three, all the momentum was gone and was shifted. And then down the stretch, when the ref started calling things a little differently and Wade was getting to the line more, you could just see that Dallas was frustrated and completely taken out of their game, and they never really recovered. 
because you get to a point where Miami was the darlings. They had Shaq. Wade was the future. And and I talk about this all the time. You'll see it on Twitter. When you're kind of like the underdog or you're the upstart, you're the upset team, The uh, you're not going to get favorable calls most of the time. And you can't react to that. If you if you react to it, it you're done. Because the refs aren't going to respond to you complaining. You just got to hoop. And thankfully that occurred by the time we got to 2011. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, how, how do you feel about, you know, that being true in today's, like, NBA as far as being the underdog and, you know, you know, calls not going the way of the favorite team and all that stuff, man. Like, you, you still see that today? Oh, definitely. Um, I think that – I'm not saying that games are fixed or nothing like that. I would never take it that far. But usually the favorite team is going to get a few calls that go their way that are like if it's a 50-50 call type of situation. Um, if, if, if in this series, for example, the Lakers are losing and LeBron is frustrated – He's probably going to get the next couple of calls. Right. And if you as the Heat or whoever is playing them, you can't react to that. You can't start either losing hope or thinking, oh, they're trying to take it from us. As soon as you start thinking that or playing like that, you're you're done because you're not focusing on basketball yeah. anymore. I'm with it. I agree. I mean, I see it. So I, I don't disagree. I think that was a big thing in that series as well too in 06 man I mean just just shit just rolling our way bro it just rolled our way and uh we just so happened to to be on top man I'm grateful for it I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know Mavs I know Mavs fans hate that year man because y'all should have you know technically y'all should have two championships but uh you know that's that's how the ball bounces sometimes and, man so and you and I, I like that you you pointed that out you said that because I think that's what made 2011 so much, so much more fulfilling because, you know, 2006 was, we couldn't believe we were there. We were up 2-0. It felt like it was happening and then it was gone. Yeah. And a lot of people say, you know, we were robbed, et cetera and so forth. But the Heat put themselves in that position at the same time too. Like all the whistles in the world can't win you a game. Uh, you had you had to well, be there in yeah. the first place. Well, here's my thing, and what affects me affects me the most about that series, man. That finals is number one. Let's not forget I was in Miami. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I I I went down there to check out one of the games, and ended up not even going. Um. <laughs> Because the series just turned around so quick, man. And I knew we were going to lose it. Uh, but, you know, that that series in itself, man, really epitomized the, like, the future generation, the, the future of, the future of basketball, bro, for the NBA. Um, because, like, everybody thought that Miami was going to, like, beat up on Dallas. In 2011, you mean? Yeah, Yeah. bro. Everybody thought that, man. You know, we had all the bells and the whistles, like you said. Nobody was stopping that trio. Nobody. Yeah. 
uh, even had me convinced, man. And <laughs> we got embarrassed, bro. We got embarrassed. And the reason why I say we got embarrassed is not to outshine or underestimate what the Mavs did because that Mavs run. And I just told you this on Twitter, like, probably not too long ago, man. Like, a couple weeks ago because you asked that question. That was the most impressive run I've ever seen in the playoffs. Besides the one that we're witnessing right now, <laughs> if they get it done. Okay. And I think that was the question I asked specifically was if, if the Heat get it done, was it more impressive than what the Mavs did? I wouldn't. I, and I, hey, I'm still with it. No. <laughs> no. Let me tell you why. Because there was a lot of rest for these players. All right. It's a completely different dynamic. You don't have to really face any type of crowds. Travel, none of that. You don't have to face any travel. That's why I had such a big problem with people going, oh, man, uh, you know, this bubble can be a struggle because they're playing these games, like, so close together. And, you know, uh, and I was just thinking, bro, they got all the rest in the damn world. I mean, this this is this is like uh, playing in a AAU right. tournament, bro. For like, like days. an hour after saying? the game, you can be in your bed, Bruh, <laughs> For real, no flying, no jet lag, no no different type of facilities. You get the same facilities that everybody else right. gets, man. The bubble really was primed for a heat run. I ain't even gonna front, but to take it back to that series, the Mavs had to go through. Some hella teams, from what I remember. Oh, it was a, it was crazy. Cause every single round, like you can go back and look, we were picked to lose by pretty much everybody. Every single round, mm-hmm. the Blazers were the next team up. They had Aldridge and Brandon Roy, and Roy almost killed us yep. in one of those games. That was probably one of the hardest games to watch. I don't even remember how many points he had. I think he had forty something. But Brandon Roy was shout killing out. us. Shout out to the Husky Brandon Roy, bro. Like. Dude had like the worst knees in in NBA history, bro, and and could never get it done. Other than Derrick Rose, I mean, Derrick Rose has bad knees. One of the major what ifs in NBA history for sure is is him and Sebastian Telfair. I do give you that. <laughs> and Sean. Livingston. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm glad Livingston eventually um, got his rings. By the way. Right, right, right. But it took him. It took him a lot of travel. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that Mavs runs the most impressive run. In NBA playoff history, uh, as a Heat fan, I know. I hey, listen, man. I know, you know, ten percent of why you wanted me on here before the final start is for me to say that, and I'm here <laughs> for it. Baby. I, you know, you know, I'm I'm a real sports fan, bro. You know that. I give credit when it's due, and I talk hella mad shit about my own teams. Rarely anything about any other teams. Mm. You know how I am. I'm a straight up like easy fan to like really deal yeah. with. But uh, I give credit when it's due, and that Mavs run was impressive, man. Had to get through the Lakers, too, Swept right? the two-time champion Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. And did y'all go through the No, first? the third. And that's the only thing. Like, I said, like, you couldn't script a better run. The only way you could have made it a better run is if we played the Spurs. But um, Yeah, if you got through Timmy and them. Yeah, I, I agree. But we got still. the Thunder with KD, Russ, and Harden. Which we ended up playing the next year. <laughs> exactly. For the, yeah. Exactly, and, and I yeah. remember feeling when going into that series like, if we don't beat them now, we're not beating them next year. Like we, it was clear that they were next. I agree with that. So I mean, it, you couldn't have scripted a better run besides giving us a, a replacing the Blazers with the Spurs, maybe, 
would have been the only way. But obviously, you're not going to play the three three of the best teams in the West. Uh, we still ended up going through two of them. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I was that that run was so amazing. I remember um, when we actually won. I didn't even really react initially. I just kind of sat there and stared at the TV. Right, and like even Dirk. I Even remember Dirk, like just didn't really react. He's put his hands on his head. Like he couldn't believe it either. <clears throat> and, you know, <clears throat> y'all really did us a solid man for winning that in triple a bro. I mean, in, in American airlines, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and that was, uh, that, that, you know, that was a, that was a tough defeat. Cause I was, I was actually in Miami for actually two weeks during that time. And I was just, the, the entire city was deflated. Uh, they, you know, that moment we, you know, there, there was, there was some doubt in my eyes that we had did too much with the roster, mm. and that, and that after the Mavs made us feel that year like it was never gonna work out because all of a sudden, as sports fans, you're thinking the chemistry's off. Yeah, we're never gonna have championship pedigree chemistry, <laughs> and that's why, you know, in the the couple championships that we did win with that trio. I always say Ray Allen won one for yeah. us. Right. And LeBron won the other one. And, uh, you know, that, that's that. But if, you know, I, I think the Mavs humbled LeBron and Wade and that team a lot for, for the next couple of years. Oh, definitely. So, I think LeBron yeah. became a completely different person after that. Um, and do you remember? I gotta ask you about it. Do you remember Coughgate? Oh yeah. How, no did, how did you feel yeah, about that yeah. as a fan? Like when it was happening? Like when Wade and LeBron are walking in the hallway making fun of Dirk being sick? Oh, uh, that was some bullshit, bro. That was one of their low points in their career for two role right. models of the NBA. Uh, I always hold LeBron uh, as you know. Uh, one and two, depending on what category you're talking about. Uh, we've had this conversation <laughs> before. Uh, one and two. And, you know, that that was probably his lowest point of his career, man, at that point when he did that. I, I, I was kind of ashamed of them, man, because uh, Wade and LeBron, you can't – Wade and LeBron and Dirk uh, are three people. And, you know, you could throw Tim, uh, Tim Duncan in there too, even sometimes Tony Parker. Yeah. John was thinking about those years right now, Mike. Uh, the, I mean, those those are people that are just like the epitome of like what sports figures should be, man. Who who we want our kids watching, man, and then they pull some shit off like that. Now I wasn't really happy. no. I could imagine like <clears throat> you know I don't want to project on other people, so I had to ask you. But like as if, as a fan, like I would be a little upset to see my guy doing all that. Oh yeah, like, just no go doubt. play basketball, man. That's not that's yeah. not necessary, and so. Yeah, you know, you know, if I'm critical of other people doing that, I'm gonna be critical of my guys. And I, so, yeah. nah, and that's, no the, and my opinion, that's part of being a fan is being able to criticize your own guys' shortcomings. Um, yeah. Last thing I want to ask you about 2011 and just kind of that heat, the the big three era. Um, what are your feelings about LeBron? The whole decision coming down. Uh, what y'all were able to accomplish during those years, and then eventually, obviously, when he left, like, what what are your overall feelings on LeBron? Because I feel like, obviously, you're a big Wade guy, but you know, what does LeBron mean to you as far as the Heat history? 
Yeah, man. So, you know, Wade, Wade is like, Wade took over Dan Marino's spot in Dade County. Mm. Uh, Wade, Wade is uh, a god in Dade County. Um, but, you know, I, you know, with, with LeBron, bro, like uh, when he made that decision, I, I really felt like it was just the, the brotherhood that him, Bosh, and Wade had, and, and, it, and, it, and that's why it worked. And the way that, that Pat Riley was able to do it, you know, it, it kind of enticed LeBron. Hell, let's give it a shot. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy in this dirty-ass city called Cleveland. <laughs> Excuse me, Cleveland fans. But that's exactly what he, you know, what, 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 no pun intended. That's exactly how he, he let it off to be. I'm going down to South. Yeah. I want to live big. I want to play big. I want to play, you know, with, with, with my bros, you know, so I, I'm a big LeBron fan for taking that chance. All right. And he did some not so stellar stuff as one of the, you know, top two players of all time. And then he did some amazing shit as well, too. You know, LeBron really came alive. In 2012. Oh yeah, uh, and you know that I I think I think Mike, you know, maybe I think we've spoken about this before. I think statistically and his pedigree, uh, never that was his plateau. I I can't disagree uh, at all. Um, I think that before that, obviously all the talent was there. I think that yeah. year the mental was there like that's the most focused I've yeah. ever seen him no doubt so I'm a big LeBron fan uh but I'm a bigger Chris Bosh and Wade and everybody else that that just that wanted to rock with us a little bit longer I'm a bigger fan of theirs always so do you feel like Le- LeBron just kind of used the situation more than he was their city type of thing. I think LeBron could have been in his greatest if he would have stayed at Miami, man. This whole fucking talk about uh, Cleveland, Mike, and having to go back and win a championship for his city. and Bro, you should have left in the first place if that's how you feel. Because now you got two people sour at you. And you're trying to turn tables and you're trying to do this. And then I remember, you know, all this, all this talk about he didn't get along with Pat Riley. You got along with him when he matched that contract out for you. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I've got a, you know, Miami fans and whoever listens to this as Miami fans, because a lot of people might, uh, you know, now nah, we're sour about that, bro. This matchup coming up tomorrow, bro, it's, it's, that's, that's what it's that's all about. interesting. I like that. <laughs> it's, you know, I never really, I, I've never had that conversation with anybody about, how Heat fans feel about LeBron, you know, now after he's left. So uh, I do think that adds an interesting angle. And it was funny because um, I think J.A. Adande, who has me blocked, actually, was talking about how mm. LeBron was the greatest Heat ever. And that was the first time I kind of saw a Heat fans take offense to anything related to LeBron. Yeah, no, nah, man, uh, he's not. He's not the greatest Heat player. I wouldn't even put him. I, I, I'd put him in the top three. Mike, it'd be after it'd be after Wade and Zoe, and then LeBron. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Zoe, Zoe bled and sweat for this, uh, sweated for this team, uh, a lot more than LeBron could ever imagine. And Wade, 
yeah. you know, other than that stint, other than that little contract flop that he tried to do over there <laughs> in Chicago for, for a couple, you know, yeah. Uh, I can't remember a you single know, moment uh, of Wade in Chicago. Like, I'm just thinking about it right now. I don't remember a single Yeah, moment. right, right. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. Uh, LeBron, you know, LeBron isn't like a top three favorite Heat player of all time for me. Is he in the top three Heat players of all time? Well, hell yeah. I mean, look who he is. But, you know, if I had to rank people and all that stuff, man, I'd probably leave him out the top Like, five, as far bro. as the heart of the city, like, nobody's raising his jersey. To yeah, practice, nah, man. man. Yeah, I'd put Chris, hey, man, I'd put Chris Bosh up there. I'd put, uh, you know, I'd put, um, I put damn PJ Brown above LeBron, bro. <laughs> and as far as far as me liking people who grinded out for Dade County, and let's put Haslam up there too. Right. You know, I mean, that's that's the heart, man. Without them, LeBron, Chris Bosch, and Wade together wouldn't have even it, it would just been a superstar team of three people, which wouldn't have gotten it done. So, you know, the the role players and the people that stayed there the longest and wore that heat jersey with pride, man. Uh, shout out to them because the, the, those are those are the ones I remember the most. It, and and thanks to LeBron, bro, because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have three championships uh, without him helping us with those two because he he did tremendously help us out with those two, right? Uh, except for so much in that Spurs series because <laughs> Ray Allen won that series. So here we go with the with the role players, right? Again. Uh, but I, but, but, you know, to, to cap that off though, bro, like I love LeBron. I cheer for him. Um, he's the greatest player of our generation, you know, shout out to Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady and Allen Iverson. Cause those are my three, my top three of all time. Uh, but, uh, he's, he's the greatest player of our generation, man. And it's, it's been truly an honor to see somebody that we might not ever see in, in our lifetime again, that body and, and, and just the body of work, yeah. bro. I don't know if we'll see it again. So, yeah, so that's where I'm at with that, man. I'm glad you asked that. You know, I, I, I've never had to really explain that to anybody because, you know, wherever LeBron goes, fans change, right. you know. So there's a lot of people that used to be cheering for the Heat that now cheer for the for the freaking Lakers. <laughs> and, I, I'll never you know, understand so, that, that, that part of fanhood. I, I never understand yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not with it. So, but yeah, that's that answer doesn't surprise me from you. Um, I, I wonder how yeah. many Heat fans feel like that though. Um, the the true Day County Heat fans, oh, they would, okay. yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. doubt that at all, actually. Yeah, um, all right, so let's move forward and let's talk about this current Heat team. Um, yeah, so man. Jimmy Butler makes his announcement, I, I want to go to Miami. What was your first thought? Man, I didn't. Hey, I didn't get. I didn't give it much thought. Right? <laughs> I didn't give it much thought. I was just like, all right, cool. Jimmy Buckets is coming. I didn't really like him when he was in Chicago. He's he's a damn locker room frenzy. <laughs> he went to Min- He went to Minnesota, bro. Like, what? The, what? Let. I mean, let's not waste time, there, right? But when he came to us, I was like, all right, cool. Like, I wasn't thinking like championship pedigree. I I could. I, I thought for a second. I was like, Pat Riley knows what he's doing. Like I never put that back. Okay. Uh but um yeah, that's where I was with Jimmy, man. Like uh show me what you got, man. I mean he's gonna give me eighteen solid points and some good defense and you know, the Miami culture, you know, we we play defense, so I was cool with that. Okay. So for me, you know, I took it as, you know, Jimmy Butler thinks he's one of those guys that can do it, that can carry a team to the championship. 
And but right. I and like you said, I wasn't thinking they were gonna get there right away. I was thinking he's gonna go down there, he's gonna, you know, get them back to the playoffs. Uh maybe they'll win a first round series, something like that. And maybe he's trying to entice, you know, a free agent to come join them later. Uh, Jimmy said, yeah. "No, nah, we're doing this right now." <laughs> so, so how do you feel about him now? Like today, like now, now that you're on the eve of the finals, and you know you didn't expect to be here, and he's been a big part of that. You know, I, I think I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy's a centerpiece. Um, I think Jimmy brings a. Uh, an uncanny type of presence to a team, man, that you don't really see in a lot of places. Uh, we knew a, a different Jimmy Butler before he joined the Heat, and he's completely matured in a lot of ways, okay. man. And I think that helped. I think that's helped the supporting cast of this team, which a majority of them, a majority of the players that are scoring for the Heat right now, like, are they're coming out. It's, th- it's they're coming out. Right. Right? Tyler Hero, Bam. Yeah, we knew they were they were good, but uh, this team and Duncan Robinson it, it facilitates those type of players well, and I don't think that nucleus could have been any better without somebody like Jimmy Butler. Right, bro. and I think I talked about this on the pod recently. I don't know if you heard that episode, but Jimmy Butler's not coming out there to take over the game. He's just kind of pacing everybody. Like, yeah, like he's Chad Pennington. Yeah. You you know, like yeah. Like he's not gonna light yeah, up the scoreboard and, necessarily, but he's he's controlling everything. Right, right, and uh, he's gonna get to the line. I mean, he reminds me of a underperforming Wade, bro. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah, and uh, you know the game always ran through Wade. This game, this game is still always running through Butler, man. So I got to give him credit for that. Um, he he knows how to get to the line. We need that. We're not a prolific scoring team. Yeah. So we need that interior presence, and we need those fouls. Uh, and and he just knows how to draw them, and that that reminds me of Wade a lot, man. So without without Butler, man, uh, you know Butler is this team's Wade, man, in a lot of ways, bro. And and it and it and it just meshes well for not only this year but the future as well, too. So okay. I'm I'm I I love I love the move that Riley made with it, man. But you couldn't have sold me that day one. I I, I needed to see something happen. <laughs> right. Anybody that says that they thought that this was happening day one is lying. There's no way. Um, <laughs> nah, yeah, they, they they straight up, yeah, they straight up, they they full of it, man. So, yeah. So you already kind of touched on it, but I was gonna ask you about the the young guys and right now specifically the Tyler Hero hype. Like, how, how, where are you at on Tyler Hero? Man, I watched Tyler Hero in, in, at, at Kentucky, man, and, and knew he was a baller, man. Like okay. he he grew up with a baller background, bro. He grew up, you know. You know, in, in, in the Midwest, I mean, you know, you know, white kids in the Midwest, they they just ball like that, man. It's just, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what it's much about. Else you know, to you're do. gonna get an unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Hey, man, for anybody listening, this I'm unfiltered, bro. But I'm I, I come real, so that that's that's just <laughs> that's just how I feel, man. About white boys in the Midwest, man. They just know how to shoot and create space. I don't know what it is. Larry Bird did the same thing. Oh yeah. Um. So. You know, at Kentucky, bro, he came. He came from a good coach. Yeah, I mean, a good coach. Uh, you know, I don't. You know, I don't necessarily always like him. I don't like his teams and stuff. But you know, uh, I mean, he's 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 a good coach, and he and he produces some of the best NBA talent outside of the, you know, outside of the you know the other schools as well too, like UCLA and all those too. But yeah, Tyler Tyler's real, bro, and uh, I like his maturity. 
I like the way he carries himself. Can he be a little flashy? Yeah, but it's his time to be flashy. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. He's young. Right. <laughs> so, but when they call on his name, though, bro, I mean, like, he's there. Yeah. And he's hitting shots, man, that some of these vets can't even hit. Jimmy Butler ain't hitting shots like that. <laughs> I think that's um, the main thing about him is his confidence. Like, you never, you're not going to see him, like, turn down that shot. Um, and he was, he was doing yeah. that in Kentucky. Yeah. So um, when I saw him in in the summer league, bro, I was, I was like, oh, oh shit, like this is for real. Like I I, I see what they saw before me when they drafted. This Did team. you like the pick? Were you like confused by the pick initially? Because I was, I, I was confused by. The I pick. was like, whoa, that's kind of early for him. I was, yeah, I was confused by the pick. Um, and to be honest with you, uh. It, it was a good pick. Um, it was a good pick for what Pat Riley did. Right. Everything runs through that guy. Man. And I think that's the, the, um, the part about it is if you know what you need and what you want for your team, like forget what the, the analysis and everybody says about who's the best player there. He 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 fit what you guys needed. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like him, man. Um, I like him. I I think, uh, you know, we ain't covered, you know, we haven't covered everything, but I will say that, you know, the, the Heat or Pat Riley's going to have a whole nother game or a whole nother problem when he has to start dishing out these contracts to these players after this run. Speaking of which, <laughs> um, I was going to touch on Bam, but I, I don't know if we need to go there. I think we, we pretty much know where, how we feel about Bam. I'll tell you one thing about Bam. Like, if they don't, if if they don't pay Bam like they try to do, uh, shaky leg white side, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna be highly, highly pissed at Pat Riley because our future runs through Bam. Oh, yeah, oh, a hundred percent. And uh, he's is what year is he? Is he year three? Yeah, I believe so. All right. I believe he hasn't made like an all NBA, has he yet? No. Okay. He made all defense, but not all NBA, I think. He made all defense, not all NBA, but that's coming. I think he might end up being in line for a Supermax if he does it again next year. Oh yeah, no doubt. And they're 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 gonna they're they're gonna have to pay him because if they lose him, you're right back at 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 point zero, bro, with this team. Yeah, I can't even imagine them letting him go. Um Especially with the way he's been playing in his playoff run, what thirty four and fifteen or something like that the other night. Listen, man they they gave they gave Whiteside that contract, bro. If they don't, <laughs> if they if and they got rid of it, but they paid for it. But if hey, listen, if they if they don't give Bam, if they don't give Bam a max contract, bro, and try to work these role players in like Tyler and and Duncan and 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 create that farm system like we did in 06, or should I say? 04, 05, leading up to 06 for that run in 06, right. we can have the same thing during these years. I'm gonna be highly pissed. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, something to watch. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna either be the demise of Pat Riley's late executive career or just his final ending. So there's two guys that, in particular yeah. that are coming up this year: uh, Jay Crowder and Goran Dragic. How, how, what do you feel? What do you expect? Or what do you hope to happen for those two guys? Uh, hey man, uh, great question, bro. 
Great question. I love Crowder, man. I, when Crowder's on, he can control the entire pace of the game. I've noticed mm-hmm. that. Like, and he's smart. Does he take some ill-advised shots sometimes? Yeah, but he's smart with his shot selection, man. And he don't really lose the ball much for as big of a player as he is. You would think his handles would struggle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, you know, he, he he keeps his head down, man, and, and he's all over the floor, and I like him. Uh, so I hope we keep him, you know, at least for another two years, see how that pans out for another two years. And then, you know, the dragon, bro. Hey, the dragon is – I'm trying to think, Mike. The dragon is like how underrated Jason Terry was <clears throat> for y'all. Yeah, I mean, he's been uh, he's the leading scorer right now in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Uh, the dragon was – the dragon's y'all's Jason Terry from that run, bro. The same one that got that – the trophy tatted on him, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the dragon is 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 the Jason Terry of the Heat team, bro. Like without him, bro, we would have been out the f- probably the first round. Yeah, he's he's definitely been uh, carrying pacing y'all and like making a lot of timely buckets. Like no doubt, no doubt. And when he's on, he's on, man. He's a sharpshooter when he's on. Yeah, it, it it sometimes surprises me some of the stuff that he does. Like he, whether it's a jump yeah. shot or get into the basket, kind of almost whenever he wants. It feels like, um, yeah, he's very underrated, man. That's why I compared him to Jason Terry. He's very underrated. But are you? I think he's what thirty four somewhere in that range. Are you bringing yeah. him back next year? Depending on, does it matter what happens in the finals right now? Uh, I mean, he's a. I mean, he's he's a he's a key piece, man. But I, do I think do I think he's you know like uh, somebody that you can stash away for another player and stuff like that or you know hold on the bench if somebody comes up or if you want to shake up the lineup or something like that I'm cool with that I just I I wouldn't be ready to give him up like next year I would see if you can test those waters and sign him for a year apiece until either some until he shops around or he just retires bro because I mean he's getting up there and he's taking a lot of hits. well I think so and the reason I, I like I brought those two up specifically they're both guys that are Mavericks targets. Uh, Jay Crowder feels that 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 goon wing defender uh, they can hit threes role yeah. that we're kind of missing. And then Dragic, obviously him and Luca, countrymen. Oh yeah, they yeah them bros right there, brother. I mean, could they end up on the Mavs? I think they'd end up on the Mavs before like Giannis did. I, I don't want. I don't even care about the Giannis thing. I'm not even trying to talk about that, <laughs> that right now. Yeah, uh, but you know, no, definitely. So, though, that, so you definitely want to see if you can bring Jay back, I guess, and Dragic. You can go, kind of take a lead. Is how you what I'm getting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because they're not they're, to I mean, underplay what he's doing now. Cool. Not to underplay what he's doing now, but you got to be able to at least give one off the starting lineup off a championship team, maybe up, and. I would say the 34 year old would probably be best suited for that. And that's, I love him. That's kind of where I was thinking you would go, or how I would exp- how I would kind of play it if I was the Heat. Um, yeah, like yes, he's been important for this run, but obviously you want to see what Hero and what Duncan can do if they can take a little bit of that load up next year. Right, right, and without Hero, then I'd be like, nah, keep dragging, bro. Okay. You got to. 
Uh, but with Hero, man, I could see Hero replacing his spot, uh, or at least you know being a good counterpart to a uh, uh, counterpart to that spot, like uh, very soon. Okay. Do I think he's, do I think he's a starter yet? Mm, not with the lineup that we have in place. Uh, but if one of those pieces go missing, I think our lineup meshes well. Yeah. Uh, I'm sometimes questionable about Duncan Robinson when he steps inside of the three point line. <laughs> it's like everything leaves him. Uh, but that that the the lineup just works. Or maybe we might find out, Mike, that next year the lineup just worked for these matchups. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of Spolstra playing with the matchups. Yeah, let's not forget about, you know, Spo the Great there. So, And I think that's part of, like, again, drafting a guy like Hero is Spolstra knows what he wants to do. And you, if, depending on the players that he has to work with, he's going to find a way to make them be yeah. as effective as they can be. Yeah, I mean, as far as resumes concerned, man, him and 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 you know Popovich and and Steve Kerr, I mean, those top three coaches in the NBA right now. As far as what they can get done, yeah. Uh, but they have to have the right pieces, bro. Spo just has the right pieces to run what he wants, bro, and it's working. So he's proven right. Um, so I'm really impressed by the run. I, I I would like to keep the whole starting lineup, but if we had to get somebody up, like I said, man, Dragon, you know, I hate to see him go, but if we can get something in return for him, you know, okay. I'm cool with that too. All right. So then finally, uh, winding this down, we've been on here for a minute. <laughs> what, what what are your expectations for the finals? What are your hopes? Uh, how you feel? Yeah. Yeah. So you know me. I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give a prediction for my squad. You know, I don't do predictions on Hurricanes games, Dolphins games, or anything. I always pick my team though. Okay. But if we're having a conversation, you know, just a real conversation, I'm I keep it real. So uh my expectation is the Heat come out on top. But I I mean I definitely wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers just dominate, dominate. Mm. Um if if the Lakers come out and we come out flat early, bro, it can be an early bye-bye for the Heat. If we come out and we win game one, or if we win one of the first two games, bro, and it's like 1-1 and it's heading into game three and stuff like that, I think the series kind of just kind of – it just flops to the underdog, man. And we're a heavy, heavy underdog from what I've been reading the past couple of days. Sports Illustrated got like one person out of 16 people on a panel picking us. And that one person is truly a Heat fan. He said it in his in his <laughs> prediction. Uh, the Lakers have no business losing this series. Okay. All right, number one. But I will say this: the Heat match up well for an upset. You think so? Okay. I think so, man. And I think our bench can carry us whenever the Lakers go on a run. Interesting. Yeah. Do Do you um, think? Because one thing I noticed in the last, in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference Finals, the Heat were playing a very short bench. Um, so were the Celtics. But in the West, both teams were going like 9, 10 deep. Do you think Spolstra is going to expand the bench for this series or is, is he going to keep it tight? You know, it's just too bad, Mike, that Silva is out with an injury, right? Is he hurt? I, I, I'd like to see Silva. <laughs> is he hurt? I'd like to see Silva hit the damn court, bro. Yeah. I... Uh. No, nah, Mike. That's a. I mean, that's a good ass question, man. I, I, 
I would see him digging deep into that lineup, bro. Do I think that we can keep up with the Lakers? Yeah. Um, but if if we don't uh I'm you know, I I worry a lot about that zone. You know, if the zone works against the Lakers and wins us a couple games, right. bro, like we're straight. But if the zone is flat and the Lakers dominate the first two games, bro, like the series can be done like in embarrassing fashion. Yeah. And I and I know this and I and I know this just by how I felt when the Spurs defeated us, bro. Mm. Like uh like we thought we were just gonna go in there and just like ramp up a bunch of points and get the game done and just and, and just win the series and, and they extended that series all the way out. We got lucky in a lot of those. But the Spurs like truly dominated us for most of that series. So, you know, just not to take it way back like that, man. I, I really hope that Spo does go into the bench. And uses a lot more of the, you know, the Andre and, and, you know, I, I hope Hero gets, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Hero start. Mm. Get that kid off the bench for, for game one. Sit Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson ain't doing nothing but hitting open shots for you, bro. Like, we can get that anytime. But get somebody that creates a lot of ball pressure. Tyler plays decent defense, bro, if he has a good matchup. Um, and and let's just, like, pound it, bro. Like, I don't want to see a bunch of early threes. Yeah. Like, because if we get caught up and we miss and we miss four or five threes in a row, bro, the Lakers will put up 12 points in those damn transitions. Exactly. I, I think the shooting is, to me, the biggest question mark for both teams um, because the Lakers have not been hitting – outside shots at a great clip at all. No. If, you know, if Danny Green decides to start hitting threes, uh, if KCP I mean, stays hot, like, those are the things that are going to mess y'all up because, like, like you said, I expect a lot of zone. Uh, we don't we don't need to talk about Danny Green hitting threes on Miami, do we? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just funny how, you know, it's funny how basketball always comes back and bites you in the ass when you're talking about stuff like this. <laughs> I apologize for bringing up bad memories. Um, nah, but no, but I mean, you're right. If Danny Green starts uh, setting stuff on fire, it's going to be a, a repetitive type of score that you'll see, and they can dominate. He's been asked you know, because, players. yeah, but man, you know what he's I capable mean, of. I know what he's capable of. He's he's burned us before. And Spo knows that. That's a good thing. We've had the same coach all this time. Right. Um, and I think somebody – I, like, watched somebody posted a video the other day of uh, the Spolstra and how he game plans for, for LeBron. And I think that was one of the main yeah. things I was looking at. You have Jay Crowder, obviously. You have Iguodala. They're both very experienced with guarding LeBron. They can kind of match him a little bit physically as, as well as anybody in the league is going to match LeBron. Um, and then you have Bam back there as an anchor. I'm going to be curious to see what happens with Anthony Davis. Um, I don't know if he's really had to deal with that pressure pressure yet in these series because they've been finishing right. everybody off pretty quickly. Um, right. I'm curious to see if he holds up. If you guys, like you said, steal like one of those early games and put the pressure on him for like a game three or four and kind of extend the series out to see if he if he steps up or folds. I feel like he's gotten away with a lot of soft play. 
And I yeah. don't think that's going to be allowed. If, 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 again, if Miami can keep it, make it a grind out game and keep it close, uh, I, I'm going to be curious to see how, how AD plays in those moments. Yeah, I mean, AD's not an experienced seven game series player, yeah. bro. You know, uh, Dwight Howard. I mean, he has he has some experience with it. Um, so I'm I'm with it, bro. Uh, you know, that pressure with that that matchup with Bam and uh and AD is gonna is gonna be the series. I I think so. Uh, now you know. Do we, we don't even need to talk about LeBron, bro. There's going to be so many different people that are guarding him. Uh, we're going to have to rotate so many different bodies on him. He's going to get his points, and I think uh, Spo knows okay. that. But if you can, if you can limit AD, bro, we got. And chance. I think that's one of the things I saw in the video was, uh, yes, they'll wall up to try to keep LeBron from getting to the hoop, but as far as like collapsing off of shooters. Uh, Spolstra in his game plans has like been very strict about keeping his guys at home on the wings so like Danny Green and KCP aren't left wide open because LeBron got into the paint like you would yeah. rather give up a LeBron layup than leave his shooters open so they can get hot all day man all day I want to but I also want to force LeBron to shoot those mid you know those I, I, I want LeBron to shoot those mid-range jumpers okay. bro I do. I want him shooting. If you can force LeBron to shoot mid-range jumpers, bro, he's going to miss, you know, he, I mean, he's shooting probably what, maybe 40% clip on those, man. I mean, he's not, he's not the perfect jump shooter from range. Right. If you leave him wide open at three, bro, he's going to, you know, he's going to hit 35% of those. But if, 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 if you're not, if you're not, you know, <laughs> if you're not blocking his lane and, and playing him smart, bro, he is going to dominate your ass inside, bro. And, and, you know, with him and AD in there, bro, it's just like, well, if I can't get to the, if I can't get to the goal, bro, I'm just gonna pass it to AD. Right. AD can hit a three better than I can, and it's just, it's, it's a scary matchup. Uh, that's gonna be fun to watch for sure. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I am actually pulling for you guys because I, I don't want to have to deal with LeBron fans. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Listen, uh, pull for us, Mike, because I really want this championship for Miami, man. I think it's a solid run. Um. I, I think it's 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 a run that would be for the ages, bro, because there really isn't a superstar on this right. team. And when's the last when's the last time we were able to say that? Right. Two thousand We haven't been able to say that. We haven't been able to say that since that Mavs and LeBron series, right. bro. Uh because the Mavs they had they had Dirk, bro. Don't get me wrong. And I mean he's top ten all time. Uh but, uh, you know, it was just Dirk, you know. But a lot of these other teams, man, they got two or three superstars. The Lakers got right. two. Uh, so the Heat, zero in my eyes. They got a they got a all kind of like the Pistons, but they don't have they they don't have a superstar. It's closer to that Pistons team, really. Um, I, I think yeah. you know. I feel like those types of wins are important for the league. Because yeah. it keeps keep it yeah. keeps everybody. I don't want to say humble, but like it keeps us from going down the road of having nothing but super teams. Yeah, yeah. Talking about a team like that, uh, you know, a team that made a deep run with hardly just mainly just role players and a good point guard with the Nets. Yeah, the Nets used to make some pretty deep runs too when they had kids. yeah two thousand the early two thousand um, teams. 
Yeah, man. You know, Richard Jeff, they had Vince Carter. Uh, they had Vince. They had my boy VC. Kenny out Martin. There. You know, yeah, I believe Carrie was it Carrie Kittles, Kittles on that team too. too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, we just we, we don't see that anymore. And you know, that goes back to our earlier conversation, man. You know, you know, that whole that whole thing with 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 LeBron and Bosch and Wade, man, just changed the NBA forever. So I think that that's a big milestone. But at the same time, man, it, I think it would be a bigger milestone for this Heat team to win this championship. If this team wins this championship on this run right here, I think it would be the biggest the biggest championship uh, for the Heat as far as the most impressive one, man. Uh, the, the run has been impressive. I, I really thought that the Celtics were going to we're gonna force a game. Seven. I did too. I, 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 yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum, by the way, shout out. Uh, wow. Um, I did not know how good he was <laughs> until that series. Yeah, I mean, you can't question the talent on the Celtics at all. And no. eventually, you just think that talent is gonna win out, but that's not how it works at all. It's not how it works. Do I think they? Do I think they have the best roster in the East? I think they I think they have I think they have the best roster in the East, man, if they had if they had a better game plan. Yeah. So, you know, not to get too away from it, man, that that series win versus the Celtics led me to believe that they can extend the series versus the Lakers and make things. Anything is possible. Anything's possible, bro. And that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'm treating them like I was treating the Nuggets like. I'm only going to doubt you for so long. So uh, you've done it so far. Why? Who am I to question what you can do now? So uh, it's yeah, going to be fun. So hopefully yeah, it's a good series. That's all I want. I'm with it, bro. I'm with it, man. Uh, go Heat, man. I hope. I hope they. Uh, I hope they shot the world, man. I hope they. I hope they shot the world, man. I, you. You know there wouldn't be anybody happier than me. No, definitely, <laughs> and uh, I'll be checking in on you periodically throughout the throughout the series. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, do that, man. There might be some stressful moments, but maybe some happy moments as well, too. <laughs> right. So, uh, anything you needed to add or anything we missed? Nah, bro. Hey, keep doing your keep doing your thing, man. You know, I'm always proud of you, bro. Uh, we've got a great business relationship, uh, also a great friendship. Um, I'm not trying to be a sob story here, <laughs> man, but I, Mike, you're you're one of the realest people, man. You keep keep grinding, bro. Um, Big things are gonna happen for you. I've been telling you that for the twelve years I've known you. You know that. Trying to make me emotional on the podcast, <laughs> man. A little bit, man. Yeah, man. I'm proud of you, man. This is this is nice. I've been listening to your other episodes, man. You know, you 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 got you got a you got a a good following. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't cover our whole relationship on here. You know, people don't need to know about <laughs> everything that we've endeavored in. But uh, yeah, man. I, I, I always your word your word is as good as gold with me, and you know yep. that, man. So, uh, you know, kudos to everything that you've been doing, man. Keep it up. And, you know, I'm always, you know, if I'm able to, of course, always willing to be a guest on anything, man. That Most you definitely. We'll, we'll definitely make this happen again for sure. And uh, like you said, on, I know you, you made the appearance for me on the uh, the movie side already. So we'll, we'll probably revisit yeah. that again at some point. Um most definitely, definitely, man. I just got to get things situated, but we'll make it happen. Most definitely. Know. And uh, I do appreciate you coming on here tonight. I know you got a lot to get to. I probably got a baby waiting on you. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, I, it no was a problem, good conversation. Bro. I think uh, I think some of the Mavs fans will appreciate a lot of the stuff you said throughout. 
And yeah, I think hopefully, hopefully, my goal is to kind of make it a little bit easier for some people to to appreciate this heat team and this heat run. Uh, well, that's dope, man. Because I, you know, I I've always respected the Mavs, man. Um, and I love their organization. Uh, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Cuban fan. Uh, and I, you know, I have I have you, and I got my other homie Chris. That's a big Mavs fan, bro. And you know, I respect them. Uh, and I'm a big Dirk fan. So. Mavs, hey, if I had to pick somebody out the West, bro, the Mavs would be right up there, man. So keep doing your thing, man. The Mavs got a lot of good things coming. And uh, just hold tight, bro. It's going to happen. definitely.